trigger warning. Hot takes of a cult kid. Check out frankietees.substack.com for more information. Welcome back to Hot Takes. I'm your host, Frankie Tees. A fetish is sexual excitement in response to an object or body part that's not typically sexual, such as shoes, feet, hair. People can fetish anything. Feet, body size, hair are examples of some common fetishes. Behind that is clothing, footwear, and underwear, according to WebMD. It's not a disorder by definition, but can reach that level if it causes intense, lasting distress. According to WebMD, again, if both parties are happy with it, it's not an issue. As long as someone is not forced to take part. That's too lenient. And I'll explain why. To continue, you can have fetishization, which contributes to racism. According to a Forbes article by Dr. Janice Gassam Asser, black people's bodies were sexualized by European colonizers upon entering the New World. Example, Sarah Bartman was made into an exhibition because of the size of her buttocks, which became a tourist attraction in Europe. The dehumanization of black people made it easier to justify enslavement and abuse. Black people's bodies were hypersexualized, and to this day, remnants of this pervasive trope are still applied to black people. Again, that's Forbes.com, Dr. Janice Gassam Asser. A couple more quotes to get us started from psychology today. What is dehumanization? According to Jessica Schrader, people use dehumanization to justify greed, violence, and abuse. Dehumanization is one of the eight terms of mental disengagement described by psychologist Albert Bandura. False excuses and justifications for immoral behavior. You made me do it. Victim blaming manipulation, political, etc. According to Psychology Today, it doesn't take much to tip people into an us-versus-them tribalism. Dehumanization takes place to accomplish slavery and abuse, but recognizing fetishization is a form of dehumanization seems to be a problem for a lot of people. That's what the topic of this broadcast is about. As a redhead, I have some in-depth, long-term experience on these matters. I have been fetished with my twin sister by people from birth. The hospital my mom was in to give us birth in Southern California in LA is a good example. My mother was supported emotionally as a single mom by our grandmother. Grandma would deliver messages to my mother at the hospital in her room that the staff had talked to her about. The staff said she could give her babies up for adoption if she wants. That makes me think somebody was looking for twins, and she happened to have them. It seems a little cruel. The redhead part was unknown, but before we were born, she was bearing twins, and that was known, and she was offered adoption. She was solicited aggressively by the staff. 
I wonder how deep the twin fetish really goes. Sex with twins is one disgusting trope I'd like to abolish. When my sister and I still talked, men of all ages wove clever jokes into all manners of conversation, no matter how brief, about sex with twins. It was in our face. But I'd like to double my pleasure was a go-to long after the Spearmint Double Mint commercials came out. The Olsen twins revived the fetish through multiple films and Hollywood stardom such as the TV show Full House, America's Twins. But if you could please my audience, take just a moment to think about this outside of the way society has framed it for you. A twin sex joke, a real sex fetish of twins, is asking someone to engage in sexual activity with a sibling. That's incest. Oddly, that happened to my sister and I in ritual abuse in a so-called non-denominational church. Excuse me, isn't that one of the deadly sins? Hot takes of a cult kid. Check out frankietees.substack.com for more information. But people will find a way to use religion to justify these aggressions. Heard it all directly from my abusers. And I've heard it from society excusing this type of behavior. The other type of fetish I'm familiar with extensively is the sexual fetishization of redheads. I believe it's a box on the dating preferences set of choices too. Asian, blonde, black, brunette, redhead, etc. Those are all fetishes. A simple check that dehumanizes the person. They don't matter. Like an actor playing a role is chosen for their chiseled cheekbones, not their personality necessarily. As a redheaded twin, that meant when I was alone without my twin, I'd be sexually fetished too. In third grade, I remember quite clearly a young man ran all the way across the playground to stand in front of me, get my attention, and I looked up from playing and he delivered this. Is it red down there too? And so it began. I was two of the checkbox on the fetish list of dating preferences. Everywhere I went, they whispered it in your ear because they know it's offensive. Out loud, the dehumanization would be an onslaught from perfect strangers. Who's a better singer? Who fights better? Who's smarter at math? Who spells better? Who runs faster? Who dances better ad nauseum? This is the stuff that's really easy for me to see because society placed me on the fringe from birth. A rarity, a double, a multiple, a freak, a recessive gene, special, and so on. And like most people who are fetished, I just wanted to live my life. It is fetishing a person for their physical genetic features, which they didn't choose. Oh, excuse me. Be quiet, New Age rhetoric in my head saying, we chose our reincarnation vessels, please. That's just victim shaming. Men in bars would nuzzle up to deliver their zingers while I was waiting to be served. Did you know the redhead gene is attached to the Moors in Scotland? No. Are you Irish? No. You have a lot to offer. 
is it true what they say? Redheads are fiery in bed. I would say something like, do you even want to know my name? And that's what every one of my sexual encounters wanted to know. Are you fiery? Is it red down there too? So I dyed my hair and I got a stage name to create distance between me and that violent action I'd experienced all my life through my 20s. I went to a different state, away from my twin. I needed to know how people reacted to me without my twin and without my red hair. It's like I was invisible suddenly. An astounding feeling flew under the radar. But what if you can't change your item of objectification? You can't dye your skin. You can't change your face. You can't sidestep the relentless, violent objectification, sexualization, fetishization. Then maybe people can reconsider what a preference is, what a harmless fetish is. Harmless to whom? I feel for all people who I know have experienced this and are experiencing it right now. They're forced into a choice. Be sexually overt. Embrace the fate you're dealt. Or fight it. But I'm here to say, can I cuss, guys? This is some very cruel Lord of the Flies shit. It can sometimes outrage me. We need this to change. And if a few people listen to my stuff and can evolve themselves and spare the next person being overly fetished, it's worth it. Think about it and keep critical thinking. Thanks for joining me on Hot Takes of a Cult Kid. Check out FrankieFilesPodcast.com for more. Hot Takes of a Cult Kid. Check out FrankieTees.Substack.com for more information.